Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. And uh, how many had a good New Year's? New Year's Day, New Year's Eve? You, how many stayed up till midnight? Come on, let's see who stayed up till midnight. Okay, everybody else, you're, you, just, you just couldn't hang, huh? That was me. I was out at 11. But the, the fireworks woke me up because every year in Vallejo, we have the 4th of July on the 4th of July and the whole month of July and on New Year's Eve. And so we got to see everybody's fireworks, and uh, it was loud, and, and I think about 1230 started to slow down, and uh, then I finally got back to sleep. But uh, we had a good time. We had a good uh, time away as well uh, this past week, just the four of us, and we really enjoyed being together and uh, bonding on a long road trip, and it was fun, but it's always good to be back home. It's good to be back home and, and uh, getting on with, with our normal lives, amen? I'm excited about this year, 2022. I'm, I'm so glad to say goodbye to 2021, so glad to say goodbye to 2020. How many are with me? How many want to see new positive changes in your life? And today, every gym in the world is filled up. You know that every motivational speaker is hot on the market right now. People are buying motivational speeches of all kinds. Um, there's just different things that, like that that people get into at the beginning of the year because they want change. But what I've come to find out as I get older is that a lot of times we don't know why we want change. We just want something different. We want to shake it up a little bit. But today I want to speak to you, and I've titled this message, Living with purpose, living with purpose. Say that with me, living with purpose. Do you know what your purpose is? I'll just throw that out there. Let that rattle around in your brain right there. Do you know what your purpose is? And in, in prayer the last couple of weeks as I've been thinking about this message today, I wanted to have God just give me a, an expression or, or a, a theme for the rest of the year on what we should be focusing on. And this kept popping up. Everything I took to read, everything I looked at, purpose. You're living with purpose, living on purpose, with purpose. And I, and I believe that most of us try to do that, but I want to talk to you today about what the Lord has for you and I. Each of you were created for purpose. Amen. How important is purpose in your life? I think it's the key thing that most of us miss in life, especially before we come to Christ. Because, see, without purpose, we flounder. We wander aimlessly. We are anxious. We can grow depressed because we don't know. We're, we don't have that target that we're aiming for. Where there's no purpose. We're just going through life and trying to survive life as most of us have been the last couple of years. Now, purpose and motivation are extremely important to us, and they should be. How many would agree? Purpose and motivation. You got up today. You got here, so I, I see that you're motivated. The rest of the people that aren't here, well, we need to work on that, right? But that explains, again, why motivational speakers are in popular demand, why gyms are in popular demand right now in January. Come the end of February... That population starts to decline. Anybody that goes to work out knows that. 
And as the year goes by slowly, we seem to lose our purpose and our motivation. We get distracted. There's an expression that goes like this. If you aim for nothing, you will hit it every time. How many have heard that expression? If you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. And I believe that every one of us have to be aiming for something. Otherwise, you're going to hit nothing every time. There's a verse in the Bible that basically goes along with that that says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You see, vision, motivation, purpose in life, it's crucial for each and every one of us. So my prayer for every one of you this year would that we would have correct purpose heading into 2022. All of you, and I don't know if you did this, but how many do New Year's resolutions? Just raise your hand. You don't have to tell me what they are. Just raise your hands if you do. Some people do. I don't do them. I gave up that on that a long time ago because it's really silly. And then you end up beating yourself up when you fail to keep it. It's kind of like Weight Watchers, right? And uh, you, you beat yourself up because you find yourself not motivated after three months or six months, whatever the case might be. But I want to speak to you on what is your correct purpose in your life as believers. So again, the title of this sermon is Living with Purpose. And I want you to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I got two verses for you today. Jeremiah 29 in the Old Testament. This is one of the most well-known quoted verses in the Old Testament or in the entire Bible. And just one verse, verse 11. And it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This is what the Lord is telling you and I right there. And do me a favor. Insert your name in there. So, for example, I'm going to say my name, for I know the plans I have for you, Rick. So insert your name in there. For I know the plans I have for you, right? Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future and your name, right? God is, is personally speaking to each one of you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. So I want to establish that one first of all, that you have a plan and a purpose. You may not have discovered what it is yet but you do have a plan and a purpose. The second scripture I would direct you to is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. It's up on the screen as well. And the verse says this, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, everybody say whatever you do. So I looked that up in the Greek, in the original Greek, whatever you do, and it means whatever you do. And <clears throat> do it all for the glory of God. That's what the scripture says. So whatever you do, um, I'm weed eating today. I'm cutting down all the weeds from all that rain as all these weeds are popping up. Well, do it for the glory of God. I'm going shopping to Walmart. Well, wait a minute. I don't know if you can do anything there, but we need God's protection there at Walmart, right? But do it all for the glory of God. Whatever it is that you're doing, shopping, do it for the glory of God. Know this, God does have a plan and purpose for your life. 
the scriptures make that very clear. And one thing I know as we begin this year of 2022, people are searching. They're searching for answers. There's many people that are not in churches that are searching for answers outside the church doors. They're wondering what their life is all about. What, what is the meaning of their life? What is the meaning of existing in this life? Maybe they've gone through you know, issues in, in their life. Maybe they've gone through divorce. Maybe they've lost a home. Maybe they lost a child. Maybe they lost a sibling, a, a parent. And they've got all this turmoil going on. They don't know what, what direction, where, where life's taking them. And I believe that everyone is trying to find those answers. I believe that. In, in, deep in my soul, I, I know that everyone, everyone wants to know, what is the purpose for my life, Lord? And maybe these people are trying to find answers for life in the rituals they grew up with. Or maybe trying to find answers in the government, you know, that we, that we live under. Or maybe they're trying to find answers in philosophy, logic, or reason, or by higher education. But what they're typically finding is emptiness instead. How many have been there? I've been there where you just... You, you're looking in the wrong places, and all you find is emptiness. There's an emptiness in your soul. There's a void in your soul, and God created that because the only thing that can fill that is God himself. And you can search. People look in a bottle or in a pill or a joint or whatever it might be to search for that fulfillment, and it's not going to get you that fulfillment. Ultimately, what they want are answers to life. Everybody wants an answer. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just say, Lord, I mean, show me, show me where I'm supposed to live. Show me where I'm supposed to go to work. Show me how I'm supposed to do this and get an answer like right now. Wouldn't that be cool? Show me if that's the car I need to buy. I mean, instead of struggling with, well, I don't know, and I don't know if I should move there, and all these anxious thoughts that creep up in your mind, I want to remind you the Word of God does provide you all the answers you need. And they're found in this word, in this book. And one of the first things you and I need to do when we're reading the word of God is when you read a scripture, like the two that were just put up, always ask yourself these questions. Ask who, what, when, where, why, how. Ask those questions about that scripture in terms of how it pertains to you. Because even though those scriptures were written over 2,000 years ago, they are alive and still pertain to you now in the here and now, where the rubber meets the road, as they say. It pertains to you. So begin to ask yourself those questions. Because in order to understand truly the Word of God, you and I need to ask ourselves those questions. So I have three simple points for you today. And the first one would be, God made you for a mission. God made you for a mission. Say that with me. God made you for a mission. You see, God made you and put you here in this world to make a unique contribution. As I, as I was speaking to someone here this afternoon, you are the only you in this whole world. You may have a twin, but that twin isn't like you. That twin is different than you. You are unique. Your fingerprints aren't like your twins. Your, 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 everything about you is different. There is not another person like you in this world. God made you unique because he loves you and created you especially unique. Amen? 
according to the book of Jeremiah, the scripture we just read, God has given you a purpose. I have a purpose. Say that with me. I have a purpose. And my job as your pastor is to help you spiritually discover what is that purpose for my life, to prepare and equip you for that purpose in your life. Because one day, the Bible tells us, you and I will stand before God and give a, an account for our life, for our actions. We will have to stand good and bad, sinners or saints, we will all have to stand before God and give an account. And so here's what I see happening, though. We go through life as adults and even as believers, but we don't know what our purpose and our mission is. And I want to remind you of that second scripture we read, 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I remember when I first used to start hanging with these crazy Christians, you know, years ago. And I remember going fishing a few times, and the guy, pastor was talking, you know, he's, he's over there casting his, you know, line out there in the water, and he's going, glory to God. And I'm going like, I've never fished with anybody that starts talking like that. And you know what? He was catching all the fish. He was catching all the fish. And little things like that. What he was doing was giving God all the glory while he's fishing, right? Simple thing to do, and any one of us can do that, but it was like something turned on in my, in my brain. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. He's, he's giving God all the glory. So when I read that scripture, it kind of made sense. In all things, give God glory. You doing some house cleaning later today? Give God all the glory, amen, as much as we hate to do housework. But here's what uh, I want to remind you as well. Sometimes we can confuse our mission, our purpose, with living the good life, okay? Sometimes in our, in our lives, we can just think, well, it's all about achieving, acquiring, getting material positions, right? Possessions. We've all been there. We've all thought that. And I don't want to discourage you. There's nothing wrong with having good things. Where we were at this past week, we were going into stores. We were, we were just window shopping, because we couldn't afford anything in these stores. You know, I'm talking about Marc Jacobs and all these other high-end stores. We're just window shopping, right? And um, it was like, wow, look at that price tag. I mean, really expensive, expensive stuff. Now, it's not wrong to have stuff, but if that's your sole mission in life, then you and I need to talk after service, and I need to pray for you, amen? There's nothing wrong with having material possessions, but I don't want that to be your primary reason for living. Can I get an amen? So here's the problem with the good life, though. It's never good enough. Have you figured that out yet? Uh, as soon as you start to get gray hairs, you figure it out, or maybe sooner, hopefully. But when you get this, you want that. And when you get that, you want this other one, and this other, and this other. You get a nice house, and you want a bigger house. And you, get a, you want a newer house. And on and on and on. It's never good enough. How many understand that that's the truth right there? We have to actually learn to be satisfied with what we have. Don't quit achieving. Don't quit trying to, to get more. But learn to be satisfied where you're at. Amen. That was just for free there. But 
the question I want to ask you this morning or this afternoon is this. Do I understand my purpose or why I exist? Why am I here? And, and I can't go on without again reminding you of the first line in the book by Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren. Uh, the book is called The Purpose Driven Life. The very first sentence in that book says, it's not about me, okay? Life is not about you and I in this world, if you have not figured that out. There is more. There's living with purpose. And that leads me to my second point, which is what we're going to talk about, your purpose. Second, God created you to know him and love him. There are many different things you can do in life, in careers. Some of you here are nurses. Some of you here are administrators. Some of you here uh, have worked in, in legal field and, and on and on and on. And there's many professions you can all choose to do. And those are all great. They can be satisfying, rewarding. But at the end of the day, there's one profession above them all that stands above it all. And that is that you might know Christ, know him, and love him. That is your God divine purpose, why he brought you into this world. See, the emptiness that you and I had before we came to Christ, because we didn't know him, and I, I believe as believers now, that emptiness, that void is now filled with his presence. His presence fills us now so that we no longer have to struggle with emptiness, with loneliness, because he exists. Amen? You see, if, if someone were to tell me, hey, Rick, there's a better way to life, I'm all ears, and I really am all ears. Um, I'm going to run to it. Not just put it on my things to do list. So if when I tell people about the Lord, just like my uncle Jimmy did many years ago, came knocking on my door, and I was like, okay, uh, I didn't understand again what I was looking at. My uncle was in a three-piece suit holding a Bible, and that was not the uncle I grew up knowing. And so I said, I gotta, I gotta listen to this. I gotta check this out. And 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 so I listened, and I heard a better way to do life. Amen. I didn't just put it on my things to do list. I just didn't put it on the back burner. I listened because I learned this right away. God created me to love him and to love others. Amen. You and I need to open our eyes and to receive that love of God if you've never received it like you know you should. It makes no sense to go through life without his love. It's, it's the gift that he's extend it out and said, here it is. It's free. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay the pastor. You don't have to give money to the church. You don't even need to get baptized. All you need to do is just receive this gift. And that's what the Lord is saying to all of us. Receive it. It's free. How many are thankful that they have received that gift, that gift of salvation? Amen. You see, if someone was willing to die for you, wouldn't you want to know about it? And that's what the Father sent His Son to die on a cross for you and I that we would have eternal life and that we would have a purpose. Let me share another scripture with you, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15. And He died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for Him who for their sake died and was raised. You see, someone did die for you. And that was Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ to get, died to give you life, to give you eternal life. You and I are going to spend somewhere in eternity, somewhere, and you can settle that here. You can live that life here knowing where you're going to go in eternity. You see, Jesus did live a perfect life, and he died to pay for your mistakes, your sins. Thank God for that, so that you could live a new life of purpose, so that you could live your new life filled with a mission. Now I know what to do. Now I know what I was created to do, Lord. You see, you were created to know and to love God, to worship, to have relationship with him. God formed you for his family, for you to learn to love others, to have fellowship with your church family, to grow up spiritually and become more like Christ. God shaped you to serve him. And we serve God when we serve others. Amen? And think about that. The Bible in 1 Corinthians talks about the body of believers. It talks about how there's many different pieces of the body. And it's so true. I look around, and there's white, black, brown in this room right here. We have Asian people in our church. That's what I love about our church, that it's diverse. You see, it's not just one. It's not just one type of person. It's a body of believers. And that's what makes us unique to God. He created us like that, to love one another, not to be split apart, not to be, you know, so divisive. Amen? We, we honor God, and we learn to honor God because He created us to know Him and love Him and love one another. So I'm living my mission, I'm living my purpose when I love God, love Him, and love others. I'm doing that. When I bring glory to God, I bring glory to God when I do that. My third, my third point is this. God created you to help others find God. How many have ever spoken to someone else about God? Just shared about God. And I think that would be most of us here, uh, if not all of us. We've all shared to someone about God. Because at some point, those conversations come up with your good friends, with, with a friend at some point. It's usually late at night, right? And you start talking about the things of God and uh, and what you do with that could impact that person for the rest of their life. I've had many, I mean, I don't know how many, hundreds, maybe thousands of conversations with people about God. But I thank God, even before my Uncle Jimmy, there was a gentleman named Larry Hamilton. When I was 20, he began to speak to me about, about God, things of God. He tried to share with me. And at that time, I didn't want to hear, and I would tell him, and I've shared that with you. I, I just told him to one day just uh, shut up and just take his stuff away from me. I, I wasn't ready to hear that. But what I didn't know was he planted a seed in here. He planted a seed in here that years later, all of a sudden, I was hungering. I was, Lord, it was the beginning of a new year, just like this year. I was saying, Lord, I need you to show me that you are real. Things are all messed up in my life right now. They're not going how I thought they would be going. And I need you to show me that you're real, that you care for me, that you exist even. I mean, I was at that point. And that's when that seed that had been planted years ago began to just sprout. I was hungering for what I didn't know. God knew what he was doing. He began to send people into my life to speak into my life. 
because they were fulfilling their purpose. They were fulfilling their mission to share the gospel of Christ with me. And you and I can do that now with our family, with our loved ones, with our relatives, with our neighbors. Yeah, that neighbor you don't like, that neighbor you got in an argument with the other day, the neighbor that's always cranking up his music loud and his Harley's really loud, that neighbor right there. But I want you to know that God created you to help others find God. So for these next few moments, I want you to think about those people you've met in your life. Some nice people, some not so nice. But here's what I don't ever want you to say or think. Oh, I would never, they don't deserve to know God. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that about anybody. Because you never know where you could end up, you know. But by the grace of God, there goes I, amen? That's an expression that we all use. One thing that we see with people, with adults, is, is this aimlessness, this wandering, this living without a purpose. And if you see that, I would strongly encourage you, go up to those, that person and just encourage them about God. Tell them, did you know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life? Did you know that God Almighty loves you? And maybe they've never heard that. Again, possibly these people may be chasing other things, material possessions, things in life, but everything but God. And there's still an emptiness there. There's still a void there that hasn't been filled. They don't know that someone loves them and died for them to give them a better life. And as I close today, did you know that God puts you in their life to help them discover who God is. Yes, he did. Talk to them. And Garland, if you can go grab everybody over there, thank you. So talk to them. Pray for them. Have you ever asked your neighbor or a friend, hey, can I pray for you? I, I have the habit of asking usually our first-time visitors, what's your number one prayer? What would you ask God to help you with right now so that I can pray for you on that? What would you say that is? I, I try to ask every visitor that comes in through these doors that question because I want to be praying for them and I want them to see that God is real and God answers that prayer. Another thing you could show them is show them how much God loves them. And how do you do that? By sharing what God's done for you. What has God done for you in your life? How has he protected you? How has he blessed you in your life? This is part of your purpose. This is part of your mission as believers, to know Christ and to make him known. Yes, you can be in the banking field, you can be a nurse, you can be a doctor, but you are created to know him and make him known. That is your purpose in life. Ask God this year, beginning of this year, to help you become more outspoken in your faith. I know there's some of you here that don't have a problem sharing the gospel with others, right? It's not a problem. Some of you are more reserved, and I get that. Everybody's different. But ask God to help you be more outspoken with your faith. The next time you're, because I guarantee you this, you will be around hurting people at some point. Maybe it's tonight at dinner. You'll be around somebody that's hurting. And you, can, you can encourage these people. You can come around them and say, can I pray with you? Can I talk to you about God? 
How many want to, how many will promise that they'll do that, they'll attempt to do that better this year? Raise your hand if you want to do that better this year. Amen? See, there's these hurting people in the world and they need to find Jesus. And the wonderful thing about the Word of God is He tells us that we are the feet of Jesus. We are the hands of Jesus. We are the mouthpiece of Jesus. In fact, you are the only Jesus some people will ever possibly see. Some people will never open a Bible. And you may be the only Jesus they ever see. Think about that. That's heavy right there because that'll make you get, that'll get your attention right there. We will have to give an account to the Lord one day. How did you share your faith with that person that was hurting, that was struggling? Did you just laugh at them? Did you just say, that's your bad luck? Or did you try to help them? Have mercy and compassion on somebody. God created you to help others find God. He's asking you and I to help others, to bring others here. Not, it's not just about bringing others here to our church, but helping others discover a relationship with Christ. It doesn't matter if they come to this church, but help others come to know Christ. Amen? Let's live with purpose this year. Let's make that one of our defining purposes, motivations for living. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.